that's the um <laughs> i watched the podcast with uh, scott on uh, clydesdale media oh yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah I feel, he's a I, good I guy feel, I feel like I like back, yeah fantastic guy and uh exact same shirt yeah <laughs> it's the only one that's like very like you know what it is kind of thing so i try to do my best to give him a shout out who's the owner of that company he's he's absolutely tearing it up um i actually don't know his name (laughs) someone will say his name in the comments there's always someone i know at all times who's doing 75 hard it's been like i feel like it's been like that for over a year now every day i hear like someone be like oh i'm doing 75 hard or i can't do this i'm doing 75 hard or i'm reading this book i'm doing 75 hard it's crazy uh is he the one that started that yeah um someone someone say that again they do some fun stuff like we went out there um to go visit me and alexis raptus Uh and the things that they do with the employees are like it's extreme but it's funny like it's cool they're like yeah we ran a marathon around the building uh for all the employees the other day i was like what (laughs) just kept circling the building till they hit 26 miles yeah (laughs) Andy Frizzella, that's the guy's name. Oh, there we go, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah, I did meet him. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was he's awesome. He's super cool. Yeah, he, he's pretty hardcore, huh? He's just in, in oh, all yeah. his presentations and in all in all his social media content, he's pretty hardcore. He's pretty adamant about his position. Yeah, but he's super nice too. Um do you have an agent? Yeah. Cooper. Who's oh Cooper's your agent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is um is Cooper Carrie Pierce's agent too? Um, he was, I'm not sure if they're still working together, but he was at one point, which is what brought me and Danielle and Carrie all together in Las Vegas. Okay. And, and yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, why I went there. What, a, what, a um, what a cool thing you had going there with Danielle and you and Carrie. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Was that, that was kind of short lived, right? Two, one year, yeah. two years. Basically, I would say a year for me as far as training goes. And then after that, it was kind of <laughs> went downhill <laughs> physically for me, physically and mentally. I was just like in a really hard place, bad place. You got you got wounded? You uh, Physically, yes, multiple times, but also just mentally and emotionally just burnt out and tired and just not having fun anymore. How old are you? Uh, I'll be 30 next month. Yeah. Um, what do you have a firm grasp on what happens when people burn out, when something becomes not fun? Like, do you understand it? The mechanism? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just that in itself, it's you, you stop having fun with what you're doing. Um, and that's a big part of a burnout, at least for me. Um, I feel like in 2022, I just went from, I feel like 2021 was like a really big highlight for me. And then injury after injury after injury plagued me. And because of that, I wasn't able to like fully express myself in the gym, which is what I enjoy the most. And I think because of that, it just, it became not fun and just caused burnout for me. Hey, um, Bethany, is it possible to turn your camera the other way or is it balanced? Okay, cool. Hey, let that better. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You know, if like you're in a relationship and you and you're just like, oh, this isn't working, like with another human being, and you want to get out, or 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 both people want to go their separate ways. Is it like that at all? Is there any is there any 
similarity to be training every day and just being like, Hey, this isn't fun. Whereas, you know, like you wake up next to someone one day and you're like, this isn't fun. Is there, is there, yeah, any sim- um, is there any similarity to that? I don't know. I mean, I thought everyone that I was working with in Vegas was amazing and super kind and ended up just being like a personal problem at the end of the day. And I, I we spoke like Justin and I spoke about it. Um, and I just told him, I was like, I don't know what's going on with me because I feel like everyone's enjoyable to be around. And I'm personally just burnt out. I still burnt out. And I actually said that before uh, semifinals West Coast Classic. I had uh, two or a month before I went up to him and I started crying because <laughs> I was like, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm burnt out. Um, and so it's probably just like, we were pushing so hard in the gym every single day that it's not sustainable for people like this. And like me, Carrie and Danielle, like we're the top of the tier athletes. Like we're going to the games every year. And so we're super competitive. Um, and so, yeah, we were just pushing so hard in the gym every single day, um, which made semifinals at West coast kind of like a, kind of like a breeze in the sense of like, man, we're pushing this hard every single day. So it's just like another training weekend. But I think for, for me and where I was at in my career and being seven years in uh, and doing a lot of damage to myself personally, even before I went out to Vegas, um, I just got to the point where I was like, oh man, my body can't keep up anymore. Does the burnout start be, um, between the ears or does it start in the body? I think between the ears. Between the ears. Yeah. It becomes mental before it becomes physical. I, I like the way you said um, you're drawing that distinction between you like those people there because like I hated school. But if someone ever asked me, did you love school? I would say I loved it. And the, and the only reason why I loved it is because I wanted to go see my friends. And that's how I kind of feel about the podcast. It's not like my favorite thing to do, but I – but but I love coming on and just meeting new people. Right. Like, and it's interesting that even with people there that you liked, you know, you know what I mean? Like I could go out with my friends and just rake leaves and it would be fun. Yeah. And so you would think with friends, um, but it started in between. Do you know what it started? Is there a seed? And do you know what the seed was that started it? Do you know what it comes from the burnout? What it, um, Mm. what the original thought is? I don't know. I think there is probably like a lot of different things going on in my mind. Um, I think part of it was missing my fiance who was um, Mm. out in California and almost like trying to like fast forward my life a little bit of wanting to be married, wanting to start a family, all that stuff and really just getting ahead of myself. Um, But I think at the same time, I like the grass is not greener on the other side. Yeah. Look at that stunning man. Yeah. (laughs) anybody would want to start a family with him. Um, but yeah, I think I was just trying to fast forward my life and not be present. And I think that's kind of what got me in trouble partially. Um, and I think once that starts happening and you kind of, you're not as present in your life, then physically things can start deteriorating, I guess, and going in the wrong direction that you would like them to. Um, and I think it all just comes with ownership and almost like self-sabotage. I did a lot of that before Vegas. And I think maybe by the end of Vegas, I was self-sabotaging once again. 
Hey, uh, I really appreciate you explaining this to me because I'm starting to understand it or at least be able to see, think I understand it. You, um, you were rushing. So yeah. I, so you were rushing. So, um, I'll go into the store with my kids. We buy some food as we're walking back to the car. I'm already thinking about how I need to get them home and get new clean clothes on them for the next event. And then someone yeah. drops their food on the ground. And if I wasn't rushing, it would be funny. Or I would be like, go over to him and be like, oh, I'm so sorry because he dropped his food. It's sad for him. But instead, because I'm rushing, it turns into a delay for what I want, which is to get them home and change them. So now I'm pissed. But it's only because I'm not present. So yeah. I'm, I'm picturing it as like you're in this fantastic situation with Carrie Pierce, Daniel Brandon, Justin Kotler with your friends, perfect training situation. But part of you is like, shit, you know, in three years I want to be pregnant and like um, – I. Like fuck, where where um um uh what's Mr. Flores's uh, first name? Randy. Randy. Uh, wh where are Randy and I gonna live? And, and and you're just kind of you start drifting off, right? When right. am I gonna see him? And, and you're just not present. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then it causes it. other problems, like uh, you kind of like pull yourself away from people. And I'm I'm kind of more, I would say, a mixture, half and half of introverted and extroverted. I can go both ways, and I think. When I start getting into my head, I can get a little bit more introverted. And so you start pulling away. And then for me, like injuries started plaguing me, which makes you pull in even mm. more. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it just, it was just a, a recipe for a mental health. I won't say breakdown because it's not like I broke down completely, but just burnout, just complete burnout. And I don't think my career is done. Like, and I thought it was done last year. I wanted to be done completely. I wanted to quit and just move on with my life. Um, but that wouldn't have been fully respecting myself uh, and really what I wanted to do and CrossFit. That's another great um, explanation. Uh, yeah, when you're injured, you start to go inward because your attention is yeah. now on your body. Instead of like looking at the outside world, like you're like, yeah. you always have a little bit of your attention on this shoulder, right? Or on yeah. that toe. Oh, speaking of toes. Toe spacers, got them on. Nice. <laughs> I have my shoes on right now, so no toe spacers for me. Unacceptable. Uh, Allegra, <laughs> Allegra R, um, pumped for this interview. Here's some loot for some new pants. Thanks. What's wrong with your pants? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I post. I, I was. I, I have some long johns, and I posted myself wearing them on Instagram, and I'm just getting tore up. <laughs> people tell me i look like a homeless woman okay uh comfortable. Um, what is what is um sorry to just dig in here i promise you we'll get to more um positive stuff what I is self -sabot we going straight into it <laughs> uh, what is um what is uh what does self-sabotage look like uh i mean for me it was um especially before vegas it was under eating and over exercising mm. because I didn't feel like I was ever going to be good enough. Um, or like I, I kind of under eating because you want your body to look a certain way when all the lights yeah. are on you and there's everyone's there. Yeah. 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 Body image issues. A lot of body image issues. Right. Um, could someone not have body image issues and be a CrossFitter? Absolutely. You should, you, you could be out there with 3000 people cheering you on in your, in your bra and panties and, and not, me thinking what, what does my body look like it's fucking kind of i think you can look at your body a certain way or think about it without having body image issues okay well, well 
I would love to figure that out because I, I, I need two beers to take my shirt off at the beach. So I'd love to, I'd love to hear what you mean by it. I, the, what, what you guys do is crazy. You're going out there so the whole world can judge every single facet of your body, not only how it looks, but how it moves and how it performs against other fucking people. Yeah. I mean, I like doing it, but it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, did a lot of, uh, a lot of eating disorders over the years. So is it, is it, is it conscious when you say sabotage? I think it's conscious, but now I hear you explain it. It's not conscious. No, I don't think it really, I mean, I think, you know, kind of what you're doing, but you don't know why you're doing it. So I don't think it's as conscious as we think it is until we start working on ourselves. And then we realize, oh, wow, I did that for so many years. And it's kind of like you start thinking about it. You start taking ownership of stuff and you're like, that was really silly of me. Why did I do that? <laughs> is it as simple as the the event is three days away and you walk by the mirror and you don't see what – you don't look the way you want to present yourself. So at every meal, you start cutting every meal in half. You know you're supposed to eat a six-ounce steak, you eat a three-ounce steak. You know you're supposed to eat one potato, you eat half potato. It's just as simple as that. It can be, Yeah. Or just like going into the gym and doing extra reps and extra workouts and exercises and stuff because you don't like the way you look. Right. More pump, more sweat. Yep. Yeah. More calorie burn. Yeah. Should I still do that? Go in the, go in the, <laughs> if I feel like a piece of shit, go in the garage and ride the assault bike for an hour at night and try to sweat. Off. It doesn't, <laughs> oh I don't God. ever feel like it works. No, I think it gives you instant gratification for maybe right. 2.5 seconds and then right. you realize that that didn't really help at all. Um, do you think you ever harmed your uh, performance doing that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Harmed myself, caused more injuries than necessary, caused sickness more than necessary. A lot of things. Uh, it's in my whole career. What, say say that again. Your whole that's career. been my whole career. Yeah. Yeah. My whole career. Is is that behind you or no? It's 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 now. Uh, you're in the battle with it. Um, I would say that I'm way farther along in my journey than I've ever been. I don't think that you ever fully arrive from maybe your vices that you have um, from healing, but it's very conscious now, and I'm definitely taking ownership of it. And it's a, I think being as present as possible on a daily basis, I can make better decisions for myself. Can you give me an example um, of where maybe you make a better decision being present? Than yeah. I mean, even just looking, I mean, we can use the example of looking in the mirror. Like I can look in the mirror now and maybe not like the way that I look, but my actions don't have to dictate from my thoughts. You know, like my thoughts can maybe oh, still be a oh, little ugly, but right. um, be like, oh, I don't like that part of me or whatever, but I can make a conscious decision that even though I don't like certain things about my body, I'm going to choose to eat still and fuel my body correctly and not over-exercise. Yeah. Um, I call that uh, – uh, I was just talking with someone about this the other day. When you have some sort of observation or some sort of sensation and you don't start spinning a narrative around it, right? So um, uh, for example, let's say you want to get a tattoo. 
and very nice. Lots of tattoos. <laughs> Some you might you might you might take pause and wonder where is that coming from. Whereas what I think a lot of other people do is they start spinning an, a narrative around justifying getting it. So they might be like, I want to get a tattoo of my of my mom that passed away on my forearm. And the reason why is because I never want to forget her. And they start spinning this narrative about it as opposed to, you know what I mean? So you and I, I, the parallel would be like you walk in front of the mirror and you're like, fuck, I look a little chubby today and stop there. As opposed to then you spin the narrative. I'm skipping my next meal and I'm going to get I'm doing extra workout. Yeah. You just stay yeah. present and catch yourself. Yeah. That is, yep. That is the perfect way to look at it and think about it. But that's what I try to do with everything. It's really hard. You know, it's a lot of discipline. <laughs> sp speaking of um, uh, not liking yourself in the mirror, do you know who this is? Yeah, it's my doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who it is? Says, oh, other people have said that to you that. too. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I get that in Allie Raisman. I don't know who uh, that is, but you, um, I mean, Gal, it's crazy, right? Because uh, clear Gal Gadot's like, looks like she fell from the heavens. You look like you fell from the heavens. And so it's kind of hard for people that. to welcome. It's, I mean, I, I think every, everyone sees it, but it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe it's not even good to tell you that because that just piles more pressure on you. But on this show, mm -hmm. I always I joke around a lot about how you're fucking Wonder Woman. I go, look, it's Gal Gadot. I mean, you would be better Wonder Woman than Gal Gadot <laughs> or Gadot or whatever her name is. It's crazy. Well, I'm so glad Thank that you. people told you that's your doppelganger because I thought it was just me. Yeah. People in the comments always make fun of me. Uh, don't be I don't see it. I mean, I see it, but I don't see it at the same time. So it's funny. Don't be creepy. What do you mean? Don't it's, it's it's part and parcel of with my DNA. It's, it's who I am. Oh, uh, Jessica Valenzuela. Bethany is way more beautiful. Bethany's just way more oh. healthy looking. Gal Gadot's hot, the, but Bethany just is, is is healthy. Um, uh, Ryan Stokes. I'm all about the Bethany Flores brand. Love her accessories videos and and always share them. What's that? I don't know about that. What's that? Um. I don't know. I don't know if it's a brand, but <laughs> I mean, that's all I do on my page is accessory work and working out. And oh, those done. kind of accessories. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. All the good stuff that maybe people skip out on. I like that stuff. The boring stuff. What's a, um, uh, what's it, what's it, what's an injury you think you had from, um, not taking care of yourself under eating and over my back? Your back. <laughs> For sure. And, and, and what is it about your back? back? Do you know? Um, if you look at it on like an MRI, it's very common. It's just bulging discs, arthritis, um, like osteophytes that have formed, like the bony parts have formed out because the disc has been out for so long. So it's not anything crazy, outrageous, mysterious. It's just that's why I, and like, I've had it since I was 12. So that's how I know it's not just a physical thing. I think there's like a psychological component to it. So um, it's one thing that after the 2019 CrossFit games, I really tried to take ownership of my mind, I guess, and the things that I was doing that maybe was causing it to be in more pain uh, than it needed to be. So it's been a journey in itself with all of that. For explain the connection. If it's, if it's physical, how how is it also mental? Mm, I think that I don't know. I just feel like if you have chronic pain for that long, 
like I've had it for 17, 18 years, there has to be a psychological and mental component to it. Um, and that's what I've just started to believe because I think your mind is a really strong uh, thing and can cause you to, I think sometimes it can cause you to be sick sometimes, sometimes when you're not actually sick. Um, and I think it can cause pain when there actually isn't maybe, maybe actual pain there. So um, I just realized that as much as it is physical, because there is, it's very physical, right? Like it'll get to the point where my back will go out on me completely. Um, I think like crawl, like crawl very... to the bathroom, go out on you. What's that? <laughs> Carl to the bathroom? No, like crawl to the bathroom. Oh, go crawl out on you? to the bathroom. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. yeah. Ever since I was 12, I've had to the point where I'd have to lay in bed for a couple of days and just can't even stand up straight. Um, so it's a, it's a awful feeling. Um, but yeah, I think that there's just this, I can make it worse than it actually is with mm. my head and just being a victim of it. Mm. Um, so maybe something that could have been fixed in a couple of days, I prolong it for six to eight weeks because I'm staying in this victimized mindset and woe is me and I'm in pain and there's nothing I can do about it and not taking ownership where maybe I could. So I feel like that's what parent, wow. my uh, new coach has kind of brought into my life is. Oh, what's, what's me. your name? What's your name? Perrin. Perrin. Oh, I think I, I just started following her yesterday. Is that She's the exactly. training think tank girl, right? Mm -hmm. Asian girl. Oh yeah. I did just start following Asian her. <laughs> um, but I think what she's helped me with this year, um, because my training has not been like it has in the past, uh, is figuring out still things to do when I'm in a bunch of pain. Um, and so there's, we have like levels basically of things that I can do. Like there's, you know, when I'm feeling fit, everything's feeling good and I have no pain. And then maybe we have to go a notch down from that and a notch down to the point where maybe I'm just doing meditations and walking, but she always has something for me to do. And I think that's a big part of staying out of like the victimized mindset of feeling like you can still do things, I guess, with your day. Um, you're describing so much. I think what so many fucking people have gone through, like the the whole back thing. I used to my I, I my back used to go out like that, crawl to the bathroom, pee in the shower, can't move. <laughs> but about four years ago, I just put my foot down, and once I had kids, and I said, I'm I'm never. I knew that I didn't know. I didn't penetrate it as deep as you're you're going into it, but I knew that there were certain things that I was doing that was always hurting it, some reckless things. And I yeah. just, I just cut everything back in half from there. I mean, as simple as if, 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 if I used to do Fran at 95, then I took the woman's weight at 65 and then I cut it in half and did it at 32. Like, fuck you. I'm not hurting myself anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just a part of like, um, I think but a part of my self-sabotage was, yeah. well, I mean, I was able with your to goals, with your goals, my finals. Yeah. I mean, with semifinals, there was a lot of things that I had not touched in over a year and a half that I was expected to do on the floor. Um, so I don't know. I mean, th this year has just been really crazy. And the things that I've been able to do uh, as the years of the year has gone on is just honestly mind blowing to me. Like I thought I was going to have to pull out during semifinals because everything that I did before semifinals was causing me pain. Like the sled pool was causing me pain. Um, 
I could, I didn't snatch over like 145. Um, I hadn't touched the 150 pound sandbag since Wadapalooza in January of 2022. Um, so I decided to take a risk this year and go a different route. And that means for me, the, the risk was self-respect. So anytime I felt like my back was starting to feel a bunch of pain um, or intuitively I could tell like this is going to cause pain, uh, I didn't do it. I stopped. And that's, yeah, it's a really hard thing to do. And it's very risky to do as a CrossFit athlete because there's a lot of things that we're expected to do on the floor. Um, but this year is about taking risks in that way and a lot of self-respect. So I'm sticking with my game plan as I go into the CrossFit games this year. Did you ever, um, do you ever feel if someone says something to you, your back get tight? Yeah, I feel like if, um, I'm a huge people pleaser. So I feel like when people aren't happy with me, my back can get tight. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird. That's for some reason that's gone away with me. But that used to be a huge thing too. I could get upset or I could get frustrated and I could feel my back start to seize up. Is that part? Is that the is that the the mind part you're talking about also? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a part to that. Yeah, of being able to control, um, like your perception of what is causing you frustration or um, making you mad, angry, whatever it is, sad. I think it, there's, it's all about perception about things. So had to work Bethany, on that. There was this article that came out in 2022, um, MSNBC put it out. And then, and then the article was just reposted again recently. So in the last like couple mm-hmm. days, um, on Twitter or something. And so Joe Rogan and Elon Musk weighed in on it and a bunch of people are weighing in, weighing in on it. And it's an old, it's an old article. And the article basically says that exercise is something that's a component of the far right meaning people who are Republicans, right? So, and, and Why it's not, is that? And, well, well, it's interesting. And, and Elon and Joe Rogan made a lot of jokes and, and laughing about it. But I think that there's a, without going so much into the political side of it, but there's characteristics of those two political parties. And maybe one of them is the reason why they think that is because one of those uh, political parties has more personal accountability and responsibility. So so like to say it in the nicest way possible, the Democrats might see a baby fall down and go over and pick the baby up. The Republicans see a baby fall down and they want to turn their back to it to make sure it's safe so that the baby can work on itself and stand up on its own. See, so, so you kind of see what I'm saying there? There's a, no, follow me. Little. No, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're good. Okay. And, (laughs) and so, and so, I, I, it's interesting because you say that you used to play, I'm going somewhere with this. You said that you used to play the, um, that you, you had a little bit of a victim mindset around your injury. It, it would be a yeah. two day injury that you, that you prolonged into a six to eight week injury. Yeah. Two questions here. Yeah. Where do you think that started from to play that victim? And so another reason, another way of, of, of the victim is, is like, Hey, we think doctors are going to save us. Right. Like yeah. you have type two diabetes, instead of changing your diet, you think the doctor is going to save you and give you metformin. And so there's these two different ways of like thinking. And that's why they think exercise is far right, because those people in general, I'm, I'm big sweeping generalization, but they're, they're more likely to take a, a personal accountability and responsibility for it. Like think that they, and that's why they're called selfish, et cetera, whatever. <laughs> but do you know the origins of that? Do you know the origins of why? 
you might have played the victim? Mm, I feel like for me, it was just like a low self-esteem and self-worth. Um, I might have had like possibly high self-esteem like in the gym when I was working out. But as far as like my livelihood went, um, it was actually pretty low. So I think a lot of the origin starts from there. It, it, okay, and then and then and then to, and then to fix it, how do you fix it? Did you remember your first step when you said you would you would look inward? Yeah, it was after the twenty nineteen CrossFit Games and just feeling like I didn't deserve anything that I had, and I wasn't um, I wasn't happy honestly, and I didn't feel like I had anybody to share it with, and I had a lot of people that wanted to support me and love me, and I just pushed everyone away. And so when I got back from the games, um, I think for me it was working on a personal relationship with God. So that started with literally diving into a devotion and journaling and just sitting with myself a little bit more. Um, so having quieter moments because I felt like I was constantly busy. And I think that was like, maybe it subconsciously just didn't want to be by myself because I didn't trust myself um, or I didn't, or I just didn't want to be by myself. Um, and so forcing myself to be quiet was a big thing for me which is scary for people like me that like to stay busy um the yeah that's interesting the 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 god thing when, when was uh, god introduced to you as a kid yeah as a kid we we went to church growing up and we were my parents were involved with the church that we went to um and i just never i never really latched on to it fully i didn't really grasp it i didn't understand it so um, like in my teenage years, got away from it. And then, yeah, in 2019, I just was like, something was pulling me towards it. So I just decided that I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper into it and see what it had to offer. How did, how did you meet your boyfriend or your, your fiance, your husband? How did my you meet husband? your husband? Yeah. <laughs> we were at a strength and conditioning conference in South Carolina, Sornex. Why were you there? I was actually in a relationship with someone else that really was into Sornex. Um, and yeah, so we met there, but I was just like, not doing this. Stay away from me. He was like, he always says that tells the story of that. I was super rude to him, but I was like, good. That's how it should be. I was, <laughs> I was right, in a relationship. Right, right. right. Um, and then once my relationship ended, um, I reached out to him because he was very good looking and hey. I just wanted to see what was going on there. <laughs> yeah. He must, was he shocked that you reached out to him? Um, I think so. Maybe. Cause it was just um, kind of like out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. You gave was. him the middle finger and then it's like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I slid into his DMs on Instagram. So you knew there at the Sornex thing that, oh, this guy's like coming on to me hard and you just put up a big wall? No, he wasn't coming on to me hard. Uh, but I could just tell that I was like attracted to him. So I okay. was like, there's something there that I'm interested in, but we're going to shut her down. And so, yeah, I just uh, didn't talk to him at all. Super rude on purpose. And um, yeah, then I slid into his DMs after that. Wow. And how long have you been dating him? Uh, we're going, we'll be four years at the end of this year. We've been so married he, for one year. 
so he's wit he's witnessing you t- take this journey. Yeah, yeah. He literally, he basically. I started right before him, and um, yeah, he's kind of seen me transform, and he's been a vital role in that. Uh, does he like it? Is he enjoying it? Oh, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. He wants me to do my own journey, for sure. He wants me to be my own person. Will will um will he go to the games? Yeah, he's gonna be my. He's actually gonna be my coach there. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, because Perrin's gonna be. Uh, she has a team going, and so uh, she asked me which one would I would prefer if it was her or him, and um, I said him. So she's gonna be there, uh, but we won't. She won't be like my actual coach at the games. Has this has this thing with the um, taking responsibility, like complete ownership of your back? Has it has it trickled in and changed other ways you view life? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think for me, just I think just being more present in my life has been a big thing because it's helped me slow down. Because I think for me, I'm always like saying yes to everything, a goer and a doer, and. Um, it just helps me. And I think when you slow down, I think you can take more ownership of things that maybe are tendencies that you don't like about yourself. Anything in specific you can think of like, um, uh, like, like a better relationship, even with Randy, like things that maybe you used to blame someone else for you're like, Nope, that falls under this bucket too. That Yeah. That's- I think in relationships, I used to like, put everything on that person. And I didn't have like my own life. I didn't have, honestly, I didn't really have friends. <laughs> the only friend I had was my mom <laughs> at one point in my life. And, um, I just put everything into relationships, which is not fair to that person. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, just, that was a big thing when I started my journey in 2019 was like, uh, praying for friendships with women um, cause I never thought that I could have that cause I grew up kind of more tomboy and just had friends that were dudes all the time. So, um, that was a big thing for me that I really wanted in my life was friendships with women. So I have two amazing friends, uh, that I'm super close with Emma and Marvlin. And I have a girlfriend too, that I've known since I was five that I pushed away for forever. Her name's Alicia and she's amazing too. So I got some really good women on my side. Um, that's interesting. The, uh, I, I heard, um, a friend, a friend, uh, this couple, I know the, I heard the wife say, um, her, her husband had a hobby and she said, yeah, I don't like my husband to have hobbies. Cause then he, I don't have anything. And then he's not spending time with me. And she <laughs> verbalized that out loud. And I was like, wow, that's, that's fucking intense. That's like, yeah. re- that puts so much, um, Pressure. uh, whoa, on the relationship. Yeah. yeah mate. Yeah. Hey, do you think that since you want girlfriends that you're in you, those relationships are sincere? Like, is there Absolutely. a fake it till you make it? They are, they are sincere. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. That was the, that was the hard thing for me is I thought it was just going to be a lot of work and effort, which is why I didn't want to do it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm that type of person that I don't have to be in contact with someone every single day to form a relationship with. I like having deep, meaningful conversations, but it doesn't have to happen all the time. 
So um, I was worried and that's why I didn't do it for so long. So I just feel like sometimes women just want to constantly have conversations and more surface levelly. And I was like, I, I, that's too much work for me. That's too much effort. Um, but I found some women that like to do it my way or like, like to do it the same way as me, not my way, the same way as me in the sense of we don't need to be in contact 24 seven. Let's have deep, meaningful conversations, pick up where we left off, even if we haven't talked in a month or two. So uh, I'm grateful for that. I, uh, what I, when I think of friendships, I think of um, the two pieces I think are um, let your guard down and don't have expectations or else you're, or else you're not going to have you're just not going to have friends. You got to let your guard down and be vulnerable. And then you got to not have expectations and because your friends are going to piss you off. And if you let them piss you off, then they're not going to be your friends. Right. I mean, yeah. we all know people who just go through friends, right? Cause they put way too much demand and stress on the, fr- like you have a plan with your friends, your friends call you last minute and said, Hey, I can't come. And all of a sudden you're pissed at your friend. It's like, yo, <laughs> let they're your friend. Let them off the hook. Yeah. You, do you, are you a good friend? Or are you like, shit, I'd make a really good friend. Are you I'm like, a good damn, you are a good friend. Yeah, I'm a great friend. Yeah, you're easy. I'm easy keel. Easy, vulnerable. Easy. Yep. I think that's what got me in trouble was I was uh, in the past, I was too vulnerable with too many people. So I let too many people into my life to have a say. Mm. And I think that caused extra drama in my life, unnecessary. Yeah, it was like unnecessary drama. So I realized when I started taking more ownership, uh, and looking in my tendencies and stuff, I realized not everyone deserves to see the full Bethany. Only certain oh, people do. Right. You gotta, you gotta close it off, have a small, intimate group of people that know everything about you, but not everyone deserves to know everything about you. You get to pick and choose. What ethnicity are you? What are you? Uh, mm-hmm. white check. My, my mom's side is yeah, my mom's side is Czech. And your dad? Uh, and my dad's side is English. So and where were you born? And in, in uh well technically Orlando, Florida, but grew up in Austin, Texas. Oh, that's right. I heard you tell Scott that you were in Texas for the first twenty seven years of your life. Mm-hmm. Never moved you, out. And now you're in LA. Now I'm in LA, somehow, some way. I never thought that I would be here, but here I am. Yeah. How is that? How is the, um, um, when I think of uh, Texas, I think of like, you have two trash bins behind your house and you can throw anything away you want. And when I think of LA, <laughs> you have 17 trash bins and they're all tiny and you have to put each little product. Yeah. In each little <laughs> yeah I, well, I think where we're at, it's, um, we're kind of like in a small beach town, so I don't feel like I'm in LA, which I'm really grateful for. Cause I Where are you? Do like, what town? Um, we're in El Segundo. Okay. So cool. it's like 10 minutes away from the airport. We're in the South Bay area. Uh, so it's a little bit slower pace. Like I'm 10 minutes away from the gym, five minutes away from grocery stores. So I don't have to get on the highway, which is nice. I think if I lived in Venice or anywhere else, I would maybe go a little crazy because it's a lot of traffic. So much yeah, traffic. It's, it's insane. Getting in your car there, period, is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I don't even feel like I'm in LA. So I like it here other than the rent and like how much you're paying for everything. Do you ride a bike? Do you ride a bike? You ride a bike to get places? No, I, I no. drive. What do you drive? Uh, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. You like it? Love it. You like Same driving? 
Yeah, I like driving. Yeah. My back doesn't like it, but I like it. Do you have a seat heater? Yeah, I put that on all the time. Yeah, even if it's like 100 degrees outside, right? Me yep. too. That's how my back is. Yep, seat heater yep. on. Yep. Yeah, oh. always. Feels great. Hey, uh, what about um, what about uh, what uh, sauna, icing? What about laying Love on those? I, yeah, what about that yoga mat that has all the like the spikes on it, and you lay on it, and it hurts at first? <laughs> Do you lay on that thing? I've done like that a, before with one of my doctors. Yeah, it's like a bed of nails. You don't own one of those. You get one on Amazon for like twenty five bucks. Oh really? I can just put my rock mat together, I guess, from Toast Spacers. Rock mat? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what that is. If I type oh, in rock man. mat Toast Spacers, it'll pop up. Oh yeah, you need to get yourself one. Um, do you, oh, oh yeah, okay. Hey, yeah. do you know um, do you know Marianne over there? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, is that your your main point of contact over there? Yeah, I think so. I know, like mainly everything's through like Instagram, so you never know who you're talking to really on there. But I think that's who's in charge of that. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. You ever smell your toe spacers? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, um, Bella does. She smells. She, does she like them? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't help but not smell mine. And uh, so the, I always thought they smelled like cheese. But a couple of days ago, my wife said, hey, that cream's old in the fridge. I put a black X on it. You know, it's heavy cream. But she left it in the fridge to just to because you wait till garbage day and take it out. Right. Yeah. That's what she tells me to do. So as I take it, as I take it out, I give it a sniff, right? Mm-hmm. Old, old heavy cream smells exactly like my toe spacers. <laughs> That's rough. Do oh, you clean them? No. Or do you clean yours? Yeah, yeah. You should clean them for sure. What, what do you <laughs> clean them with? You soak them in hydrogen peroxide? No, I just soak in water underneath the sink like you wash your hands. No. Nah. Done. 20 seconds. Uh, Janelle Winston, Sevon, that's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Jeffrey Birchfield, oh, wow. I'm going to start smelling my toe spacers. Yeah, give it a shot. Look at these people. Everyone's <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon. You guys are great. <laughs> Guess we're missing out. <laughs> hey, um, uh, can you tell me the all the gruesome details of um, you and Danielle and Carrie going to get um, COVID tested all in the same car? Like, can you tell <laughs> me about that <laughs> that day? <laughs> I was delusional, so I don't even remember half of it. Because <laughs> uh, you were sick. Yeah, I was so sick. Oh, you were. So oh, you were sick. All you were. You knew you were already sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I was down for the count. I woke up. We got in Friday. Into Madison. Yeah, and okay. then we worked out Saturday, and I think the last thing we did was like a twenty-minute light jog, and uh-huh. I've never walked during a run. Uh-huh. But I started walking. I was like, y'all go, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm just going to walk it out. And I was like, man, I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't feel sick at that point, but I was just like, I don't know why I'm walking or feel like I need to. Um, and then I woke up in the middle of the night and just full on just body aches and chills and just downed a bunch of Advil thinking I'd be okay in the morning when I woke up Sunday. You did and- think you'd be okay? You weren't like, you didn't know right then, oh, fuck, my games are over. No, I was okay, like, okay. this is, uh-huh. I thought it was a dream. I was just like, this is fake. I'll be fine in the morning. Um, and then, yeah, I woke up Sunday feeling even worse and just looked at Justin and I was like, I'm sick. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just like, don't feel good. And honestly, at that point too, I thought it was just like a 24 hour thing. Um, and I'd be fine the next day. 
But that was not the case. Woke up Monday, had to go test, and yeah, positive, which is a silver lining because I feel like people that had to pull out because they were sick maybe didn't get the same respect as people that had to pull out because of COVID at that year. I don't know. At least that's what my thought process would be. Let me go back a second. So are, are you guys staying in the same house when you're sick? No, we were in separate hotel rooms at that point. Um, okay. We had to stay in a hotel room um, up until like an Airbnb was open. So why why did you go get COVID tested? You had to to compete that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone had to. And so you so Carrie called and goes, "Hey, I'm downstairs in the car. Um, Danielle and Bethany, come on down. Let's go get COVID tested." And you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and you stumbled down to the car. Something like that. I think we were, yeah. And Danielle yeah, wasn't I mean, like, yo, this. bitch, what's wrong with you? Get in the trunk. <laughs> Don't sit next to me. <laughs> Put a garbage bag over you. No, you guys just jumped in. <laughs> they saw you were a fucking train wreck and they still got in the car with you. Yeah. I don't but know. Everyone thought that it was just like a, just, I mean, I don't know. Like you were I pregnant. Was... Everyone thought you were pregnant. That was the rumor no. I was starting, that you were morning what? sickness. Morning sickness. No. Oh. No. No. Um, That'd be funny, but no, just, we just thought it was just like, whatever, Bethany's just not feeling good kind of thing. Okay. So, so then um, who's driving? Mm, I don't know who's driving. I don't know if it was Carrie or Justin. Might have been Justin. Oh, so Justin's in the car too. He's like grown ass adult. How did he let that happen? He's like, a, <laughs> he's like, he's like 74. Because no one thought I was actually sick, and I didn't think I was actually like super sick. I just thought. Okay, that so I was the four of you in the car. Good, okay. I think yeah. I don't even remember honestly, but I think something like that. <laughs> so the four of you are in the car, and then they come over and do the test, like at your window. Mm-hmm. You don't even get out of the car. Uh, Miss Flores, will you hang your big, uh, beautiful head out the window? And you hang your head out the window, and then she just <laughs> stuff a cotton swab in your nose. <laughs> yeah. I did that with everybody, though. Everyone and had to then, pull, do a drive-through. And then, and then, do you are you waiting there in the car for the results? Yeah, I have to wait like 10, 15 minutes, I think. And then they came over, and they told Danielle and Carrie to get out of the car, and I had to stay in. How about Kotler? <laughs> um, I think he stayed in the car to drive me over to another point to get retested. And then I think he got out at that point. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and are you tripping at this time? Do you know your toast? Yeah. At that point I was crying and stuff. It was, it was pretty sad. I back so start, and your back good. started seizing up. <laughs> no, my back did hurt the entire time I was in Madison though. Cause I was just sleeping and I was laying down on a mattress for like basically 24 hours a day because I was so sick. So it was terrible. My back was in so much pain. Hey, um, uh, yeah, that's the worst thing for us back, um, back bitches. With sleeping's horrible. <laughs> we don't want. We don't want to sleep. We don't want to lay down. Yeah. We just want to move. You have move to have the right is, mattress. You think that there's a mattress there? What, what even what mattress do you have? I don't even know. It's some. Um, it's not a great mattress. We need to get a new one. We're, we don't have the right mattress. But. I just got a mattress sponsor. Maybe I can tell my guy to get you a mattress sponsor. You want a mattress sponsor? Yeah, what is it? Is there something called Sleep Eight? I don't want to say it wrong. Ooh, yeah. 
That'd be good. That, I like that. Did you know that company? Some uh, yeah. Souza has what? Sleep eight. I would okay. like that. They should yeah. change their name to Sleep Seven. Sleep Seven. <laughs> uh, money since this video will get flagged. Well, thank you. Okay, so now you're in the car and Danielle and Carrie are out, and um, uh, uh, they test you again. Yeah. Uh, 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 Miss Flora Shadburn, uh, can we stick this into your big beautiful head again? Same nostril. I think so. Okay. I think they'd try a different nostril. And um yeah, too much detail, Sevi. And yeah. then you and then they come back ten minutes later and you're positive again. Mm-hmm. And now you're just turning to a gelatinous sack of shit. You're just bawling. You just know it's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> all that preparation. And you're sitting yeah. in the back of some fucking rental car and all your dreams are dashed. <laughs> Something like that. Oh my god! Not Who all you... my dreams, just my dreams that year. Um, is it is it is it fun to talk about now, or are you like, hey asshole, why are you bringing this up? This is still an open wound. No, I was I was at peace with it, even even though it was sad during the moment. Like I had a lot of peace during that time. Um, I think because I was doing a lot of work on myself personally, um, that I was ready and prepared for a storm, even though you never want one to happen. And and then and then and then what happened to Carrie? She she also um, she if she tested negative, how did she get yanked? Uh, she had to, they had to continue to test both her and Danielle, uh, and then the day because of, of their proximity to you. Yeah. So on Wednesday she tested positive. And what's crazy is if Kotler was in the car. And his ass was just all floating around the place. You know that whole event ended up turning to a super spreader event, right? You know that like <laughs> like people got home and it was like 100 people I knew who were there all got COVID. Yeah. God, You're I love welcome. super spreader okay. event. <laughs> <laughs> the CrossFit COVID brought to you by Bethany Shadburn Flores. You going to drop the Shadburn eventually? Yeah, the Shadburn's dropped. Oh, it My is dropped. Okay. is only Bethany Flores. Yeah, I was going through the name change process during semifinals, so I couldn't I didn't want to change it then. Flores. F L O R E. Flores. And and Common. um if I talk about um your past accolades, do I refer to you as is that as Bethany Shadburn or no? It's just all one. It's all Bethany Flores. Um I feel like you can just say Bethany Flores. Okay, good. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Thank you. You've 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 set me Keep free. It's simple. Are you? I, I see you're getting um, fidgety. I know we're running out of time. You've set a very strict uh, limit. Um, what? Um, what? Um, what are you going to do after this? What, what? What's so important? I have a doctor's appointment in Pasadena. So I got to drive. Oh, I'm an sorry. Hour. Oh, I mean, oh, that's yeah, going to be fantastic. You're going to listen to your favorite audiobook. <laughs> Maybe something like that. Yeah, I always oh. listen to podcasts and stuff, or talk to people. What's the um? What's the uh, doctor's appointment? Is it for your back? Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, Everything Rambler. From the back. One dollar. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Rambler. Uh, it, any what? Any goals for this upcoming um event? What is it? The CrossFit Games. Any goals for it? <laughs> trying, trying to keep it. Light. Um. I think the same kind of goals that I had for semifinals, which is um, 
I think for me, just continuing to redeem what last year was for me and how burnt out I felt and just not fun. I was having, I was having not, I wasn't having any fun on the competition floor. I, I remember doing Wadapalooza in 2022 in January, and it was just, it was not a great experience for me. I was crying before each day and just thought I was done competing and just wanted to quit during each event. So, um, I just want to redeem a lot of what happened last year for me. And so I felt like I was able to do that during semifinals and going to do it again during the CrossFit games. So I feel like when you're having fun, then you can fully express yourself on the floor. Was it a, um, was it, is it true that it's a single no rep that lost you $75,000 at Wadapalooza? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. My foot not going over the line during the sandbag walk, run, whatever you want to call it. Holy shit. Yeah. I heard you say in that interview, it's not all about the money. Yes, it is. Talk to your doctor <laughs> about that too. Tell him that you're confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would have been my wedding. That's for sure. She would have helped pay for my wedding, but um, yeah, I mean, I wish they would have done a better job of videotaping things at Wadapalooza. Mm. Cause that was, the, that was um, the biggest problem I had with it, even though like, I was probably in the wrong with my foot not going over the line. I think more of the issue was uh, I had the potential of getting first place. And I feel like you should have the camera on at least the podium finishers during the last two events, just in case something like this happens where you can kind of see, oh yeah, her foot did go on the line or, oh, actually, you know what? It crossed over the line. She's good. Mm. But they didn't have that. Um, which was really confusing to me. I was like, why, why aren't you videotaping, you know, the top athletes if they have the potential of getting first or being on the podium so. or, or, or making or losing 75 K. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was just kind of the judges, the floor on the judge. Um, I did really love watching Wadapalooza this year. I did really enjoy it. Yeah, it was fun. You'll, you'll probably go again. I, someone told me today there's going to be a West Coast Wadapalooza in L.A. Did you hear that? Just Who got announced today. Yeah, I just some, I don't know. I'm just on a bunch of threads where a bunch of games geeks are, and they're just like, oh, my God, Wadapalooza is <laughs> coming to L.A. Interesting. That would be easy be cool. for you. Yeah, that would be great. Hometown advantage. Do, do you remember um, – were you at the 2017 games in Madison? You were, right? Yeah, it was my first year. And you were on the floor for the final event, the women's event. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember what it is. Was I don't remember the event either, but when it was all over, it was crazy emotional on the floor. Everyone was crying except for two people. I was crying. But I remember <laughs> looking at you and Carrie Pierce and you guys weren't crying. Oh, you remember really? That? Yeah. Do you remember that at all? No. Oh, I think it was you and Carrie Pierce. <laughs> you, you, you don't remember how intense that was on 2000, 2017 on the floor there? It's fucking yeah, nuts. I don't, I don't think I was like, I, I was such a, like, I had no idea what was going on as far as like who was competing, who were people like who had been in the game for X amount of years. Like I had no idea. I was such aloof back then. I oh, that's like, probably here and I don't, I don't even know what's going on. Cool. I made it. Hey, what's your, what's your background in sports? Uh, mostly gymnastics. Hmm. And then uh, I got into a lot of different things like obstacle course racing, bodybuilding, long distance running, and then holy CrossFit. shit! 
Okay, you covered the gambit. Yeah. Is it I think gambit that was, those were gambit? the good puzzle. I don't know. Oh. Those are the good puzzle pieces, I think, for CrossFit. The only thing I didn't do was anything with the barbell. So um, I feel like with my CrossFit career, that is what is behind the most is the barbell stuff. Thank you. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. You be in a good headspace? Be all oh, fired yeah. up? I'm, yeah. I'm in a good headspace right now. Awesome. Yeah, yeah you seem it. I'm ready. You seem it. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right, girl. Hey, thank you very much for coming on. Good to good to like uh, sit down and like meet you, meet you. Yeah, you too. Thanks All for right. having me. See you soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Um, Scott Schweitzer. It was Tia Kara finish and Annie being back on the podium. It was nuts out there. I'm like, why am I crying? Why am I crying? Uh, Manny C. Serrano. Bethany's an inspiration at our gym. My daughter, Juliet, and my wife, Devin, are big fans. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's easy. I, I knew that she had to go in 15 minutes, so I felt a little rushed. Um, but she's cool. I, I want to hear all the juicy. I want to hear like all sorts of juicy details um, um, about just what it was like at uh, Underdogs Athletics and just her and her Danielle's relationship and hers and Carrie's. And I've, you know, I've never interviewed Carrie Pierce either. I mean, at, at, in person a little bit, but never on a podcast or anything. A rosy view uh, photography. Love you, Bethany. Can't wait to photograph you at the games. Uh, draw your dagger. Uh, glad you got through that chat, Sevon. Her big, beautiful head was prominently uh, displayed. Yeah, I'm so I, I'm so silly. I thought that I was the only one that saw her and uh, the similarity between her and Gal Gadot. Oh, my toes. Fifteen. Minutes. I meant to ask her how long she wears her toe spacers. These things are cool. All right. Well, thank you. Great interview. Uh, lots of viewers at this time. Really? Ah, mm. eh. I think it'll be, this will be a big show though. Uh, she's over when the, she's shows over when the toe spacers are off. Damn. We have a crazy, uh, schedule of people. You know who I DM'd with yesterday is, uh, Emily Rolf. Oh, look it. I asked her to text me or ask for her phone number. I've never interviewed her either. She just texted. I want to see who's... Uh, is there a show tonight? No. No show tonight. Maybe I'll do a show tonight. I need to do a show tonight. I'm running out of time. I need to get as many athletes on as possible. I wonder if I could do like five athlete interviews in a day. Dude, Friday's CrossFit Games update show is going to be awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We have a CrossFit Games champ coming on uh, who likes the cuts. And I love it because I love the cuts. And um, and then also we are uh, – Chris Hinshaw is going to come on and tell us who, who which, uh, which CrossFit athlete uh, – 
don't know if I could speak. We're going to talk about who has the best engine in the sport, and he has some uh, or one of the best engines in the sport. I think you guys are going to be like, oh shit, oh shit. It's going to be it's going to be very eye opening for a lot of you, and it's going to uh, a, a lot of you already think you know, and you're going to be like, yeah, I suspected, but this is going to change your whole fucking. Pers- this is really going to rock your world. Uh, be prepared. Those of you who are on there, there's this athlete we're going to talk about on Friday and a bunch of you are fans already, but now you're going to go all in. You're going to be like, wow, no, no, no. You guys will never guess you. Well, you're not going to be surprised and you're going to be like, oh shit. Oh shit. The the second coming is here. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts when you find out who it is. Okay, here, let me see. And you know who else I invited on? Let me see if she, I invited Abigail Donut on the show. And I wonder if she responded to my DM. Oh my God, she did. Sweet. Um, can we text and I'll have Sousa set it up. And thank you. And then some 805 two five two four zero okay uh wow good to go that'll be cool her and emily rolf if i could get them both on the show david blaine that would be awesome um, I don't know if Katrin's going to come. Oh, nice shirt, Ernie. Holy shit. With the shorts. Dang. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know if Katrin's going to come on. I'd like to have her on just for just just to say hi, just to touch base. Hey. Um Remember when I had O'Keefe on and he said she was watching the show just to kind of make sure just to see if I was in asshole mode or not. I don't know. I've been, uh, I need to bug Ben Smith too. Oh, Sporty Beth. I don't know if I'm ready to have her on the show. I did tell you guys what happened though. She called me a wanker or something on Instagram and it kind of was kind of sweet. I liked it. Oh, look at this. When someone calls you a wanker, it's kind of like, they're kind of like de-escalating, right? The situation. Like if you're like, fuck you, you bitch. And then they're like, oh, don't be a wanker. You're, I mean, I'm not completely familiar with the vernacular, the, 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 the social nuances of English speak. But I think that that's like, look at this. Uh, this oh, shoot. It's too bright in here. This is, uh, this is the CEO blend of Paper Street Coffee. Single origin, organic, honey, floral, black cherry, medium roast, 50-50 blend. I'm so, I'm, uh, and it's got, I don't know why, it's from some country. <laughs> it's from some country. It says Colombian Sierra Nevada. And it's got, I don't know, if, is that Colombia? It's got, and it shows, there's a little map and it shows you where the beans from. These new bags are so nice. Man, and I think if you use the code word Sevon, you get free shipping or something. Something good happens to you. I just got so much new coffee. I can't wait to drink this. I got two bags of this, so I'll keep this here and keep plugging it. 
And, and if you go to Paper Street Coffee, make sure you put in Paper ST Coffee. Don't type in the whole street. And if, if, if you use the code word SEVON and it doesn't give you some sort of discount, that means you're on the wrong site. So use that. Wanker's better than toxic. Yeah, totally. I want to ask her to pull that video down. I don't want there to be a video of me on there that says the most toxic man in CrossFit. Could I, like, what could I, what could I do for her that wouldn't get her to pull that down? Hey, if I could get my friends who listen to my podcast to go over and like, like your video or something, could you, will you take it down? You know, or maybe just the, the nicest guy in CrossFit. Just change the title. How about just change the title? Uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny, you got coffee from Tamu and put CEO on it. What the fuck is that English? Tamu. Uh, use code some country. No, don't use that. Use code code seven. The wanker blend. Wow. Uh, David Weed, but she ain't lying. If she is lying, I'm, I'm, you're, you're fucking couldn't be further from the truth. I am not even, I'm not toxic at all. Zero toxicity in me. I'm kind. I'm pleasant. I'm generous. I'm humble. I'm open. Hi, cat. I've good hygiene. I shower three times a day. I change my underwear more than twice a day. I hold the door open so people can walk through like at Starbucks. But after like seven people, I start to get pissed a little bit. So I'm not, that's, I'm like, I'm, I'm like I'm seven or eight on the level of kindness. And finally, I'm just like, hey, someone else to hold the fucking door. Listen, if I'm holding the door open for someone and there's 15 people coming through, all 15 of you don't come through without someone just touching the door. Eventually, you got to like, you got to let the guy go. That's not his fucking profession to hold the door open for you. You know what I'm saying? You ever been in that situation? You hold over for one person and just a line of people starts coming out and you're like, fuck this. Your car's running. It's 107 degrees outside and your kids and your dog are in there. Fucking no one can fucking touch the door. Everyone's got like germ phobia. Uh, thank you. Uh, Will Branstetter, you change your underwear twice a day? Confirmed, you're a wanker. Uh, Darren, hi. Uh, Sevon pod, Sevon's podcast gets me through my six-hour drive from NorCal to SoCal. The best out there, thank you. They, they know, they all know, but thank you. I, I, it is nice to hear that, but David knows. The only reason why David isn't addicted to Oxycontin anymore is because he listens to my show. Yeah, good, good, good. Patrick Clark with some sound sage advice of wisdom. That's why you always use the automatic door. Thank you. You're right. I should stay. You're right. And it's always like when I'm about to let it go, like some little kid or old lady comes out. I'm like, fuck. I grab it again.
I put my cart away more than people who say they put their cart away. I just don't feel obligated to put my cart away because I know it's just virtue signaling bullshit. It's a fucking stupid rule. The rule is don't leave your cart in the way for other people. I'm going to watch the, um, I want to watch that Buttery Bros uh, Jeffrey Adler piece. That's an incredible thumbnail. Oh, let's go over to Brian Spin's account real quick. What? How am I on time? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let's go to um, Barbell Spin. No, I'm even. I, I'm even going to invite Kelly Baker on again. Oh, here it is. Okay, here it is. Uh, Dave Castro defends cuts at the games. It is absolutely terrible, uh, Mr. Brian. He does not defend them. He explains them. Shock jock. Uh, tier partners with our to fight human trafficking and child exploitation. No shit. That's something I'd like to see Danny Spiegel get behind. Wow. Like that. Or how do I like that? Bam. Child trafficking. Disgusting. Uh, okay, here we go. Huntington Beach, California, the barbell spin. A tier Wadapalooza is growing. In 2024, there will be two, yes, two events. Miami in January. Wow. SoCal in September. God, that's so long from now. That's more than a year away. This is pretty good. Uh, here we go. That cut. Dallin. Uh, it doesn't affect me, so. Let's play it again. Basically, Spin asks him, uh, hey, uh, what about the cuts? What are, what are your thoughts on that cut, Dallin? Uh, it doesn't affect me, so. God, what a stud. Dallin Pepper is going to, he's, he's a threat. He's going to be a perennial fourth place guy. I'm going to invite Chandler Smith on. Um, the podcast again. The last time I invited him on, he had a pretty good uh, response. Does anyone remember what it was? I think he said his grandmother wouldn't like it because of um, my potty mouth. And I, I, I respect that actually a lot. He was, and he was very nice the way he told me. Ah, I can't. My grandma. I don't think my grandma wants me to see me on your show. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Uh, David Weed. Sevon has saved my life, and I believe everything that comes out of his mouth. Thank you. That's quite the endorsement from a man who left the country running away from the FBI. Thank you. Oh, it was his, it was his mom, not his granny? Don't ruin my story. I like granny. David, was it his mom or his granny? Uh, I talked to her about toe spacers. I talked to her about Wadapalooza. We talked about her husband. We talked about her giant head and how hot she is. 
I don't I don't understand why you guys think it's creepy to tell someone that they're fucking hot. You guys suck. Not you guys, some of you. Why can't you tell someone you're hot? They're hot. I'm not trying to fucking bang her. You don't think people want to know that they're hot? Hey, you're fucking attractive. You're prettier than Wonder Woman. Well, thank you. What a bunch of douchebags. It's creepy. No, it's creepy because you look at people from across the room and start picturing having oral sex with them. It's like, that's fucking creepy. The rest of us fucking normal people don't do that. Okay, I got a good story for you guys. You ready? And then I'm, and then I'm leaving. Ready? This is, uh, we talked, I got squeezed in some politics with Bethany. Bethany uh, um, oh, see, there's Janelle. I like to be told that I'm hot. I can't tell how hot you are, but your body's crazy. Put some fucking clothes on. There's some boys in the room. Um, uh, oh, maybe use the word attractive. I, I'm not 50. Oh, wait. I don't even know what this one says, but this is pretty fun. I just like uh, Tyler uh, Praley. If by hunter gatherer, you mean carry my groceries out to Aldi and the various boxes I gathered while shopping, then yes, I'm a hunter gatherer. Is that what's in your pants? Oh, no, that's your leg. Um, okay, here we go. Um, uh, oh, Mooney. Uh, fitness and attractiveness are far right as of this week. Yeah. I wanted to open the door for her to be like, yeah, personal responsibility and personal accountability and not playing the victim has changed these things in my life. I wanted to see like if she was just going to start rattling off all these things. It's so obvious why fitness is far right. It is far right. It is far right. Um, it is far right. And the reason why it's far right is because it takes personal responsibility and accountability. And so there's this the, – the, in, the, in the left in general, I know it's sweeping generalization. It, it, there's tons of fucking um, commies that exercise. But in general, the right doesn't want to play the victim. They want to take responsibility. They, they don't, they're not like, hey, I'm going to go take the metformin. I'm not going to go take the type 2 diabetes medication. I'm not, I'm, they, in general, they're like, hey, I want to take personal responsibility. And I know you can be like, I know 75 Republicans who do that. I know. I'm just saying in general, it's part of the, the character, the ideology. And that's why, that's why the left is so scared to wake up because it's terrifying to know that there isn't someone out there to save you. I totally I understand the whole thing. I fucking crack the code on it. I get it. Oh, Cartnark? Yeah, that would be cool. I'd like to get him on, brawl with him a little. Sevi, get the guy who runs Cartnark on. Okay, so here you go. This is a story about racism. I haven't talked about racism yet today on the show. Uh, my there's this uh, there's this market in town that I go to regularly, regularly, and it's it's right on the beach. And some sometimes I'll sometimes I'll go there seven days in a week, right? Dep depending on what I'm doing, I go down there with my kids and we hang out down at the beach by the point. And it's run by this guy. He's an Arab, and he, his whole fucking family works there. He has like these fucking nine sons and nephews that run the fucking place, and they're all under twenty five, and they're beautiful, big fucking Arab men, like the biggest motherfuckers you ever seen, all fucking six three with shoulders huge, 
Huge motherfuckers. Super deep voices. Hello, Savon. How are you? Your kids are beautiful. And he's only like 17, 18. Eye contact with everyone. I mean, they've been working in the store since they've been seven. The best fucking kids ever. All black fucking hair. Big old fucking chests and shit. Look like they fucking could carry that treasure chest from like Alibaba over there on their shoulders. And I go in there all the time with my three boys. And, and and they treat us like gold. Even if the line's like an hour long, they'll be like, don't worry, Savon, you pay later. And I leave, you know? And I go in there barefoot all the fucking time. All the time. Barefoot, barefoot, barefoot. My kids are barefoot. We ride our scooters in there. We, we treat the place like we own it. It's a cash-only place, by the way. My credit cards. And... Uh, my nephew went in there the other day. My nephew now moved to Santa Cruz, and my nephew is a blonde dude, long blonde hair. Looks like he fell out of fucking Surfer magazine. Beautiful fucking blonde kid. 6'2", thin, 175, lats and broad shoulders. Looks just like a surfer dude. He walks in there barefoot. And they say, yo, get the fuck out of here with, with no shoes. And I swear to God, it's because he's white. No, I don't know. But I just thought that, right? The Arabs love me. I go in there barefoot all the time. No one says a fucking word to me. My six foot two blonde nephew goes in there. He gets the fucking boot because he's not wearing shoes. True story. True story. So you can, you can go, you can't take it race. You can't go the raceway with it. Or, oh, there he is, Mr. Spin. Hey. Hey, nice of you to finally return my text. Guys, Mr. Spin is getting big time. 100% because he's white. You think? The thing is, is everyone down there is white. Racism for sure. Awesome. Well, that's cool. I'm glad. I was concerned that I was just projecting. I'm going to actually ask the owner. <laughs> I swear to God I am when I see him. Yo, Hassan, how come you kicked out fucking whitey with no shoes, but me, the Jew, Jew Armenian kids get to stay? Uh, uh, Mary Masur, look at you. Uh, dang, uh, so late. I missed Bethany, and all that's left is Sevon. Look, you got the same tattoo. Speaking of Arabs, that's you look like a fucking hot Kardashian. Uh, you got the same tattoo as Bethany. All right. Oh, eat a dick, David. Same, Mary, same. Arab for sure. Yeah, you are. What are you? I know some fucking hot Arab dudes. Young, by the way. They're going to be wealthy, too. Oh, shit. That's the name of the fucking guy who owns the store. I didn't want to say it. That's his name. That's the guy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> ah, How the fuck did you get Masur as your last name? That's not an Arab name. That's not, that's not like some palace. Oh, that's Iraqi? Iraqi? Oh, shit. It can't be. Oh, you're married. I bet you're married. You married like some French dude. Monsauer? What is that? Anyway, all right. Yeah, what a missed opportunity. Armenian girls and Arab girls. That whole, there's so many hot chicks over there just being kept from America. Send them over. 
All right, guys. Uh, off to the skate park. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be wild. Um, it looks like there's nothing else tonight. But tomorrow is uh, Jay Cooey, uh, Robert F. Kennedy's uh, Children's Defense Fund. He works over there. Uh, PhD, smarty pants. Um, then the Taylor and JR programming show at 11 a.m. And then uh, the Flat Earther, uh, Hibbler, H-I-B-B-E-L-E-R, H-I-B-B-E-L-E-R Productions. Go on to YouTube or Netflix and just watch one of his movies on Flat Earth. It's awesome. It's awesome. Fuck with your little peanut. Sit down. Watch it. Grow a set of balls. Don't be a puss. Sit your whole family down and watch it. See what happens. Don't do something stupid like get stoned or go in with a closed mind or like you're going to make fun of it. Just go watch a little flat earth shit. Be cool. Broaden your perspectives. Don't be a closed-minded bigot. Ernie Garza. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.